0: All my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hello, my friends. I hope that you are having a great week and have been able to utilize all the tips and tricks in this podcast. It's an absolute joy and honor to meet with you each week for class. And of course, this is the School of Doza podcast. I'm Nurse Doza. I'm your host. And today's lesson is going to be all about how to lose weight when you are insulin resistant. And this is possible. I want you to understand there is going to be some commitment to this, but we're going to give you the very specific changes that you are needed and that you need in life in order to make this happen. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter just yet, do so at mswlounge.com there's weekly content, there's advice, we talk in a very laid back way for you to understand health and wellness and how to achieve it. And if you haven't quite felt ready for a console with us yet, there's an exciting new offer that we have coming up here this month. It is the Nurse Doza Happy Hour. And it's a way to connect with anyone who wants to ask me a question about their Health and wellness journey. Maybe they have a personal question that they want to ask me, but this is going to be an online approach to help you. And there will be more information about this in the show notes, and there will be links for all this. And I highly encourage you to join and be part of this wonderful community that we're building online. And if we're ready for the lesson, let's get into it. Classes and in session. Insulin resistance means inflammation. And insulin resistance is very common amongst people in this country amongst the world. It's one of the most common health issues that people will deal with on a daily basis. And keep in mind, insulin resistance is inflammation, but what's going on is insulin being an anabolic hormone is fluctuating throughout someone's daily routine. That's what happens. Insulin is a hormone that helps store energy in our body. And if insulin goes up and down throughout the day, it can cause inflammation and confusion throughout the body. And this can lead to numerous diseases, especially weight gain. And when I say weight gain as a disease, well, it's not, it's a byproduct of dysfunction in the body, but if you have weight gain that lingers long enough in the body, it will turn into obesity and obesity is found in things like cardiovascular disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, metabolic syndrome, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome known as PCOS. You can even say dementia as well. Insulin resistance is a problem with metabolism, and it will lead to numerous health issues down the road for you, and insulin resistance needs to be addressed. A person who lives in health lives with insulin sensitivity, which means their body has enough insulin to be able to be used throughout the course of a lifetime whenever this person eats. When a person is insulin resistant this person has used up most of their insulin reserves and doesn't have a whole lot when they get older and they're going to be resi- uh, relis- uh, resistant or reluctant to release more insulin as they age and as they eat and when you have insulin resistance it's a kind of a weird concept because you can have this with almost any hormone not just insulin by itself but insulin being a hormone causes a cascade of other issues to occur down the road And with insulin resistance, like I said, since it affects every part of the body, you can see it in different labs. You can see insulin resistance show up in your triglycerides. You can see it show up in your hemoglobin A1C. And keep in mind that insulin resistance will occur 10 to 15 years before the diagnosis of type two diabetes mellitus even comes into play. So when you're in your twenties or thirties, insulin resistance is occurring. Anytime you have a poor lifestyle poor diet, lots of alcohol. And all of this will cause your insulin to increase throughout the day. This will lead to insulin resistance as you age. And the point of this podcast is to get you in a life leading, uh, a healthy life leading to insulin uh, sensitivity, which insulin sensitivity is the goal. And you can do that. And when you're insulin sensitive, you lose weight. When you're insulin resistant, you gain weight. So the goal to losing weight will be to help with the insulin resistance and the first thing that you can do to lose weight and help your insulin resistance is to eat when you are hungry this is a radical concept for some people i know however eating when you're hungry is a very very core foundational concept to when it comes to your down to your metabolism your metabolism is breaking down food that you consume on a daily basis and we consume food for just the sole purpose of energy That's really why we consume food. We get nutrients out of that. We get things like carbohydrates, macronutrients like proteins and fats. And your insulin will use all of this and store it in energy in the body. Now, if we overeat, it can lead to weight gain and obesity, insulin resistance. And what a lot of times people don't realize is that when they have insulin resistance, they actually are not very hungry. And so when I say eat when you're hungry, most people don't eat when they're hungry. They eat because it's breakfast or because it's lunchtime or because it's dinner time. They eat because they think that it's time to eat a big meal because they haven't eaten in a while. Most people are not going to starve to death in this country anymore, which is a very odd thing to say because there's so many food deserts and, you know, hunger is still an issue. But yet when you have hunger still being an issue in this country and maybe one out of three people are also overweight in this country, there is a disconnect going on that people don't seem to to fully grasp. If we eat when we're hungry, there should be more than enough food to go around. And in this country, the amount of processed food that's being cranked out left and right is incredible. If you eat when you're hungry, you don't consume 2,000 calories a day. If you eat when you're hungry, you don't eat three meals a day. Most people, by the time it gets to dinner time, are not hungry at all, and they just eat a big meal because it's the end of the day. Maybe it's a reward for them. Maybe they really just love their pizza. Maybe they just really love their wine. And they're not even hungry. Biochemically speaking, people who are insulin resistant are not hungry. There's a hormone that is released whenever someone has insulin resistance. It is called leptin. Leptin is a hormone that's released whenever someone has insulin resistance. And just think of leptin and insulin as kind of like, you know, siblings. If one goes up, the other one's going to go up too. If one gets in trouble, the other one's going to get in trouble too. Insulin and leptin should be regulated. These are the, the, those kids that need to be controlled. They need to be disciplined. They need to be regulated. They need to be put in range. When insulin goes out of control, you have insulin resistance. You have inflammation. You have disease. Well, the same thing can happen with leptin. Leptin and insulin go up and down at the same time. So if you eat when you're not hungry, you have to store all the food you're eating. And guess what's going to do all the work? Insulin and leptin. If you eat food when you're not hungry, you have to use a lot of insulin and use a lot of leptin in order to work on your metabolism and break this food down and store it for energy. And just the basic concept of food is very different for most people. Most people view food as love. Food is just nothing more than nutrients and it's energy for your body, which is a car. And if you eat too much at the wrong times, you overwork your car, which means you overwork your insulin and your leptin. And if you have insulin resistance, you have leptin resistance. And I quote, leptin resistance has been shown to decrease your appetite when leptin is increased in the body around the same time insulin is increased around the same time you start developing insulin resistance biochemically speaking you do not have an appetite your body is releasing leptin at a high rate and leptin is a hormone that goes directly into your brain and it suppresses your appetite to keep you from overeating to keep you from eating that second third fourth meal the day to leptin's released in your body and it goes to your brain in order to try to get you to stop snacking but people miss the signal people who have weight gain have leptin resistance and insulin resistance at the same time and you will not lose weight until you start regulating your leptin and your insulin and one way to do that is to eat when you're hungry So check in with yourself before your next meal especially around dinner time and ask yourself if you're actually hungry before you're about to eat the food on your plate most people don't understand that leptin is being released whenever they are gaining weight and leptin is coming from your fat cells by the way leptin is a fat cell hormone that is only released when someone has gained weight and it causes you to not have an appetite Fascinating, right? And that brings me to my second point on how to lose weight while you're insulin resistant. Instead of having a bunch of inflamed fat cells making leptin, why don't you try to make a bunch of fat cells that make something called adiponectin? Now, stay with me on this one. You're going to appreciate this. A key to losing weight is making brown fat around your stomach and your belly and your abdomen. If you make brown fat around your torso and your belly and your chest, you don't make enough, you won't make very much leptin. People who gain weight make too much leptin, people who gain weight have too much insulin being released. People who want to lose weight need to reduce their leptin and need to reduce their insulin. They need to make brown fat. That's how you do this. Brown fat and I'm talking about your fat cells, like, yeah, the fat cells around your belly, the fat cells that make you gain weight. Most people don't actually gain more weight when you gain weight. You actually have fat cells that get bigger. If you have fat cells, think about where you hold on to fat, your belly, your thighs, your arms, your chest, your chin. Well, all that fat will increase in size when you gain weight. And when you have insulin resistance, all that fat gets really bigger because... Keep in mind, the first thing I said is insulin resistance is inflammation, and if you have insulin resistance of your fat cells, your fat cells become very inflamed, they become very big, and your body will not be very healthy. So in order to lose weight, I tell people make brown fat, because brown fat is not inflamed fat cells. White fat is inflamed fat cells that are found in weight gain and insulin resistance, Insulin sensitivity, people who are lean, people who are not inflamed, have healthy brown fat around their bellies and their midsection. And that's what you really want to do. You want to promote healthy brown fat. Healthy brown fat is great for your heart. It's great for your liver. It's great for your brain. People who are overweight and want to lose weight need to target their fat cells. Your fat cells are an organ. And I'm not talking, like, think about fat cells and liposuction. I know you say, well, I'm going to take out my fat cells because that's how I want to lose weight. Well, I'm telling you right now, your fat cells are an organ. If you have a removal of an organ in your body and your organs make hormones, will your body function better without those organs? Ask someone who's had their thyroid removed. Ask them if they function better once they've had that thyroid organ removed. No, their hormones don't get better. And the same goes for someone with liposuction. If you get your fat cells removed, it's not like your metabolism got better. They just removed some inflammatory cells and organs. But guess what? The inflammation is there. The inflammation is still there that caused those fat cells to be unhealthy. And people that have gained weight, you have white fat cells. Keep this in mind. You have white fat cells that make leptin that suppress your appetite, that are found in leptin resistance, that is found in insulin resistance. We People who are insulin sensitive have brown fat. And you want to make brown fat. One way to do it is be cold. Cold exposure, cold therapy, cold showers, cold plunges, cold baths, cold packs on your belly. Anything that's going to make you shiver. Anything that gets you out of your comfort zone and gets your body to heat up because most people don't like to be cold. And if you get cold, one of the things that we found is that cold therapy, direct exposure to your fat cells, even if they're inflamed white fat cells, cold exposure heats up those inflamed white fat cells and makes them brown. Because once you start shivering, shivering heats up your body, correct? If you start to shiver, you promote something called thermogenesis, which in biochemistry means you heat up and shiver so much and it turns your white inflamed fat cells into brown healthy fat cells even if you have liposuction you still have to turn your white fat cells that are remaining into healthy brown fat you're still going to need to do cold plunges and cold exposure go to the grocery section the produce section and the refrigerator section over in your grocery store and see if you can walk in the freezer if it's a walk-in freezer stay in there for a few seconds whatever it takes to get you to shiver it doesn't take very long and once you start shivering you start heating up your white fat you turn it into brown fat and then your brown fat doesn't make leptin it makes something called adiponectin adiponectin is a fat cell hormone made from healthy brown fat that reduces insulin resistance adiponectin helps save your heart from insulin resistance Adiponectin helps save your brain from insulin resistance. That's why I'm saying you got to make brown fat because brown fat's the only type of fat that will make adiponectin, this wonderful hormone that is the opposite of leptin, the bad hormone. We don't want lots of leptin. We want lots of adiponectin. Adiponectin only comes from brown fat, which means you need to make lots of brown fat. Is your lifestyle making brown fat or or white fat? We need brown fat. Cold, cold exposure, right? Get out of your element. That's how we start losing weight, right? You want to start increasing our own body's temperature to start reacting better to basically burn off energy. That's one way to lose weight. Another way, like I said, when you start making brown fat, you start becoming more insulin, insulin sensitive. That's That's the real key to lose weight. And the reason we went in this progression, and this is the third way to lose weight. And the reason I'm mentioning become insulin sensitive at this point is that there's no way you're going to be insulin sensitive until you start cleaning up the inflammation in your body. People who are inflamed are not insulin sensitive. They're insulin resistant. And if you want to lose weight, and the reason why you haven't lost weight so far is because you're still stuck in inflammatory mode. Doing cold. Cold is anti-inflammatory if you've ever bumped your knee bumped your elbow and it was swollen you put an ice pack on it what does ice do it reduces inflammation well imagine if you have inflamed fat cells you have to reduce that inflammation cold is a great way to do it how do you reduce inflammation from insulin dysfunction do things like eat when you're hungry because when you eat when you're not hungry you cause insulin resistance and insulin spikes you can't lose weight if you eat when you're not hungry But fortunately for most people, you can simply change your lifestyle and you can start losing weight that way. Think about this. This whole time, I haven't mentioned one medication with all the craze that we have right now, people wanting a magic pill, wanting an injection. Give me something that will fix the problem. According to the FDA, there are no medications for the approved treatment of insulin resistance. So if that's the case, there is no magic pill that's going to help you lose weight and fix insulin resistance. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to do lifestyle modifications in order to make this happen. But it's, 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 it's doable. I did it. Uh, I've done it. Other people have done it. We show other people how to do it. It's very simple. Eat when you're hungry, go do some cold exposure, make brown fat, right? All these things are wonderful. If you want to look at lifestyle and change your nutrition, healthy fat, like avocado and salmon fat are great for promoting insulin sensitivity, insulin sensitivity. You don't need as much insulin, right? And you have lower blood sugar and a healthier range. And this is where health lives. And nutrition directly plays a role with that, like healthy fat, healthy protein, lean protein, you know, from animal protein. If you're a vegan, you can do tempeh. And all these things help regulate insulin comes from your lifestyle. Make sure you eat real food, less carbs at times when you're not as, you know, when you're actually hungry. And in your nutrition, if lifestyle plus nutrition helps with insulin sensitivity, keep in mind supplementation is a great way to help support insulin. I love resveratrol. Resveratrol has been shown through numerous studies to help support insulin and blood sugar. And we know blood sugar and insulin are problems in insulin resistance. Insulin is a big problem if you cannot get it under control. So I need lifestyle, nutrition, supplementation like resveratrol to help me at every aspect of the day because I'm going to eat, which means I'm going to spike my insulin a little bit and I want to make sure I regulate all this. So when I take resveratrol first thing in the morning, the reason I take resveratrol first thing in the morning is because it helps regulate my insulin first thing in the morning. And if I start regulating my insulin first thing in the morning, I start regulating my leptin better first thing in the morning. And guess what? If I start regulating my insulin, my leptin, I start regulating my adiponectin. And if I regulate my adiponectin and my leptin and my insulin first thing in the morning, I'm taking my resveratrol. I'm taking my cold plunges first thing in the morning. I'm skipping my breakfast. These are ways to make yourself insulin sensitive. You're not just making yourself insulin sensitive when you eat when you're hungry. You're making yourself leptin sensitive. You're making yourself adiponectin sensitive. You want to make sure all these hormones are in range. And it comes down to the idea that your lifestyle is everything. So yes, the FDA was right about this. There is no magic bullet. There is a well-rounded comprehensive approach to getting someone insulin sensitive and helping them lose weight. We have to detox them. That brings me to my next point. The fourth way to support losing weight while being insulin resistant is to support your liver. You want to detox the liver. Insulin resistance is an almost universal finding in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And for people who have heard of our other podcasts, you want to go back and listen to the one about liver. Insulin resistance is a big problem in fatty liver disease. And in fact, the two are the same. You can have insulin resistance of the liver, and that's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And if you have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which one in four U.S. adults do, you have inflammation in the body, you have insulin resistance, you're just a ticking time bomb for cardiovascular disease, dementia. A person who is insulin resistant has a fatty liver, And has inflamed fat cells, just like we talked about before. And here's the cascade. If a person is thinking about reversing their weight loss, right, their weight gain, I guess you should say, they've gained weight, you want to reverse it, you want to lose weight, you have to backtrack your metabolism. Initially, it started with your lifestyle, whatever you put into your body was inflaming your liver, and then it was being stored there and your liver got overwhelmed and then after a while it put all the leftover processed diet and alcohol that you still consumed at times when you weren't hungry and you stuffed it in your liver and then you stuffed it in your fat cells and it made your fat cells really big and your liver and your fat cells are storage units but they're also organs that make hormones in response to the food we eat. I know the liver helps directly regulate insulin and if your fat cells are inflamed guess what your liver also helps regulate your fat cells you if you've gained weight you have inflamed fat cells that need to be detoxed and the only organ that's really going to do it is the liver but if you have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease which most people do you have a really hard time detoxing inflamed fat cells and this is the reason another reason why you can't lose weight we have to detox the liver that's inflamed in order to detox the inflamed fat cells the same fat cells that are making the leptin. And if we detox the fat cells and we start getting cold therapy and we start taking resveratrol and we start eating when we're hungry, we start reducing inflammation and that's when we can start losing weight. You see, there's no magic bullet still, right? We have to look at lifestyle. If lifestyle is going to be the problem and the solution, then let's work on our lifestyle. Eat when we're hungry, cold exposure, detox the liver, take resveratrol. Be around people who support you doing this. And when I say be around people who support you doing this, this might be the most important thing when it comes to losing weight while being insulin resistant. The fifth way. The fifth way to lose weight while being insulin resistant is to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. When you are stressed out, most people know this as flight or fight. When you're in flight or fight mode, you can't lose weight. You're inflamed. If you're in flight or fight mode, you're in inflamed mode, you're in weight gain mode, there's no possible way that you can lose weight. People say, I can't lose weight. I've worked out harder. I've eaten differently. I don't understand it. Working out harder is more stress on the body. That's not going to cause weight loss. That's going to cause more weight gain because you're inflamed. Exercising is not as healthy as you think if you're doing it every single day. And if you're stressed to the max from work and life, guess what it does? It stimulates a sympathetic response in your body that causes you to hold on to food, to hold on to toxins, to hold on to stress if you hold on to stress, you're bloated and you gain weight. If you hold on to foods that you can't poop out, you store them in your fat cells and you gain weight that way. All the fast food you've ever eaten is probably still in your liver somewhere. And you can't lose weight if you're stressed out from all these things that you're putting into your life and it's causing you to be inflamed. And most people don't ever associate that. If you're insulin resistant, you're inflamed. That was the first thing I mentioned. If you're inflamed, you're in sympathetic mode. It's like this on switch that never goes off. In order to lose weight and reverse insulin resistance, which is possible to get you into insulin sensitivity, you have to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Your parasympathetic nervous system can be directly measured in something called heart rate variability. Everyone has this on their Apple Watch or their Aura, their BioStrap your wearable device if not I highly suggest you go get one because you can measure your parasympathetic response imagine if I told you to gain weight you had to make sure your HRV was above 75 otherwise you're not going to be insulin sensitive and you're never going to lose weight there's no magic pill right now out there to raise your HRV just yet that we know of but we're working on it but until then you're going to have to chill yourself out and find a way to make yourself happy, calm, relaxed, and Zen. If you want to lose weight, I suggest you go outside and listen to the birds and the butterflies in a beautiful garden setting. I have a water fountain in my backyard with wind chimes, birds, bird feeders, wildflowers. It is my sanctuary. I go out there daily. Because that's how I activate my parasympathetic nervous system. That's how I keep my weight off and stay lean. If I'm inflamed, I will not lose weight. So I have to do things that massage my nervous system, massage my soul to help me relax so I can lose weight. Five things here that you can do to help you lose weight while you are insulin resistant. Well, the goal is, is to reverse your insulin resistance to make you insulin sensitive. And the way that you reverse your insulin resistance and become insulin sensitivity is by supporting your parasympathetic nervous system, supporting your liver, eating when you're hungry, and making brown fat. In order to lose weight while being insulin resistant, you have to support brown fat, support your liver, support the detox process, support your nervous system in a healthy way. You could all do this by simply eating when you're hungry, skipping breakfast in the morning, getting cold when you get a chance to, anytime cold showers, 30 seconds, taking supplements like resveratrol. All these things can make a huge difference when it comes to weight loss. And hopefully these are things that you haven't heard before. If these are things that you could implement on a daily basis right now, which one of these five things could you do today? Is simply want to be more insulin sensitive, skip breakfast. You naturally increase your blood sugar production in the morning whenever you wake up in the morning. You don't have to eat. You choose to eat in the morning. And then next time you eat, and especially when it comes to weight loss, because I've heard this and I'll leave you with this. A lot of people say, I'm trying to lose weight, but it's so hard. I know it's very hard. If you have to listen to this podcast again to understand it, go ahead. I jumped around quite a bit. I'm sorry. But if you want to listen to it again to understand it, there is a recipe. What we're trying to do is make this recipe as simple as possible so you can implement this in your daily routine. There is no magic bullet. But guess what? Your lifestyle and who you surround yourself with and what you put into your body, you can control that. And this podcast is something that's going to help you lose the weight. And it wasn't a pill that you took. It was information that you digested and that you comprehended that made you lose weight and keep the weight off and reverse the insulin resistance. The severity of this information is that one in three U.S. adults are pre-diabetic and have insulin resistance. The change needs to be done now. And you can do it. This podcast hopefully motivated you. And if not, this will motivate you. I was insulin resistant at one point in my life too. And I reversed it through my lifestyle, through every single day, working on my food, working on my mindset. It can be done. I've helped other people do it. You're going to help other people do it. You're going to do it for yourself. And when you start losing the weight, that's the first part. Yes, we want you to lose weight because it's going to help you feel great. And it's going to feel amazing to feel great in your clothes. But your energy is going to go up. Your sleep's going to improve. Your exercises are going to be so much better. And I mean, even your laughs, your smiles are going to be better. Because you've lost the weight, you're no longer insulin resistant, your liver is healthier, you have lean, healthy brown fat, and you look at food in a whole other light. I believe in you so much. I know that you can do this, but if you still need help, reach out to us, mswlounge.com. We have a newsletter that comes out twice a month that can help you. We have tons of stuff online for you, all our podcasts, all our videos. The nurse does a happy hour. You should sign up for that. That'll be an online community. It'll be a happy hour, basically. The link's in the bio. If you want a supplement, if you want a supplement, I'm telling you right now, that would help you right now with weight loss and supporting the liver and helping insulin, helping blood sugar, it's Resveratrol. It's our mitochondriac. Our mitochondriac, when you go to iDoVitamins.com, MSWNutrition.com, Our mitochondriac has two forms of resveratrol in it, two forms of resveratrol. They're amazing. They're incredible. They're methylated resveratrol for crying out loud. I have to take methylated vitamins. I take methylated resveratrol, the best kind of resveratrol I can find, and I take it first thing in the morning to help me with my insulin, to help me with my brown fat production, to help me with my metabolism, to help me with my appetite. You can take it too. One to two pills in the morning. Empty stomach without empty stomach. Doesn't matter. Use code NURSEDOZA for a discount. Class, I hope y'all learned a lot today. I am so, so grateful that you joined us. Until next time, class has concluded. Keep working on your health.